Well, good morning, Pastor Jim. It's so good to be with you this morning. Good morning, Pastor Luke. Good to see you. Well, Happy New Year. It's 2018. So it's crazy that that's where we are now. Like, I feel like last year flew by. It did fly by. Lots of great opportunities yeah. heading into this new year. Well, tell me, um, so you're charged, you're a pastor of discipleship here at Chapel Point. Um, why discipleship? Why is that area of ministry just get you like just... Well, what makes you so excited about discipleship? Well, because life is a journey. Okay. And following Christ makes it an adventure. And every Christ follower is on a pilgrimage, and it's about taking that next step of following Christ. What does that look like? And that odyssey means that we have to all be learners. Okay. We have to be engaged in learning. And for us at Chapel Point, learning isn't just about information, it's about transformation. Okay, all right, so pause there. Yeah. So I need you to unpack that because I think that uh, that idea is brilliant. Um, and it messes with me as, a, as an individual because I love to take information in where I'm listening to podcasts or reading books, um, but sometimes that's where it stops. So, so what does it really mean for information to move us to transformation? Or, or talk to me just a little bit about that. Well, Paul, right right now, Pastor Joel's on the book of Colossians. Yeah. And Colossians 1, verses 9 and 10 talk about this whole idea of Paul's prayer for the believers there, that they would gain knowledge that would be truth and in, the right information, okay. that they would that would lead to understanding, which is insight into the meaning, and that would ultimately bring wisdom, which is the skill of living, thinking okay. God's okay. thoughts and choosing God's paths. That then results in a worthy walk, a lifestyle, behavior, relationships. And it also results in fruitful service. And it's cyclic. And that mm. ultimately leads to a person now being ready and hungry for more learning, more knowledge. Okay, okay. And, and so it's not, it's not just knowledge. It's knowledge, understanding, wisdom, walk, service. Now I'm ready to learn more. Because following Christ is about being changed by Him. Mm -hmm. And He changes us through His Word as the Holy Spirit works. Okay, I love that. So understanding leads to wisdom. So, so getting information and learning and taking those, that, that information in, leads, that understanding leads to wisdom. So how people walk out, how they live out their life. Yes. And then what was that? that service. Service. Sir, so people are actually now impacting the lives of other people. Okay. It's not, it's not individualistic. It's not self-centered. I'm here to be able to follow Christ and serve others. And then that's where you see the cycle begins again, because then once you're moving into service, you're like, oh, I need, I need to get some more information yes. so that I, I know how to walk in wisdom again, so that I can serve more people. And then I love it. That, I mean, that's a powerful way just even to process how we take in information. Because if we're not moving in that journey, like you said, um, then we're not coming back to the Word and, we're, and we get frustrated in our spiritual walk. Um, well, the Bible is clear that God didn't give His Word to us simply to make us smarter sinners. Mm -hmm. Second Timothy 3, <laughs> 15 to 17. Says, That's so good, Pastor Jim. You like that, huh? I do like that. We're not called to take an information to be smarter sinners. I've never heard that before, and that's brilliant. Well, Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 3 is writing to his son, who he discipled, Timothy, and he said, Timothy, from a child, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make mm -hmm. you wise unto salvation through faith, which is okay. Christ Jesus. So little children can learn to be able to be disciples of Christ yep. and to put their faith in Christ. But then he went on to say that these inspired scriptures, these God-breathed words from God, are beneficial and profitable to teach us what to believe mm -hmm. and how to behave and how not to behave, that we can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yeah. And, and that whole passage is really talking about transformation through truth. 
That's so good, Pastor Jim. All right, so we talked a little bit about like your heart and your passion for discipleship. Um, if if I'm understanding this, then all of us are on a journey. So that means Pastor Jim himself is on a spiritual journey. Absolutely. And so tell me, what, what's God doing in your life? Um, because I think sometimes we as ministry leaders, people can look at us and think, oh, they've got it all figured out, um, and, you know, and they've already arrived. And I, I, I want to kind of dismiss that myth a little bit. And because I know you um, and you're growing still and you've been in ministry, you know, for a long time. If, <laughs> Over four decades, yeah, you got it, buddy. Um, uh, <laughs> there's so many jokes, and I'm being I, nice right you now. You are being really because, nice because I love you. Um, and uh, and but so tell me, what's God doing in your life, Pastor Jim? Well, God, God continues to point out areas of my life where I need to be changed and to mm. be transformed, and um, part of that just happens daily for me. Okay, yeah, just being in the Word, um, reading the Word opening my heart up to God and, and, and God showing me something every day in the word for worship and okay. praise, but also showing me something that needs to be changed and something that needs to be transformed. And sometimes it's a really big area where God's mm-hmm. saying, okay, I got my finger in this area. Mm-hmm. And and right this year, um, there just seems to be three key words that God's using in my life. Okay. One is holiness, holiness and the other is discipline, discipline. and leadership. leadership. And so I want, I want to have an infusion of holiness in my life through my relationship with God that's genuine and real, being increasingly set apart in love to Him. And then that results in a life of greater discipline mm-hmm. spiritually um, in prayer and in the Word so and in good. personal life. And that gives me then a platform for leadership. But leadership for me is also multiplying leaders. Mm-hmm. I'm just very excited at the stage of my life of passing on and multiplying people who can impact and influence others and lead teams of people who are helping people follow Christ. That's awesome. Um, and I love that breakdown that you, there's three kind of words that, that keep you focused right now that this is where God's working. Holiness, discipline, leadership. Yes. Uh, and so thanks for sharing that. Um, so I'm going to dig in just a little more on the personal side of it. So how do you, um, what are some, some practices or what are some spiritual rhythms that, that keep you um, walking in that? Because I think one of the things, too, is we hear people come to church, well, I know I need to read the Bible more and I need to pray more. Um, and the answer is yes, <laughs> we, yeah. we do that. Um, but what are some of those things in your life um, that you find that are healthy, that really keep you growing in your walk and your relationship with, with the Father? Yeah, so many people are sitting there saying, yes, but how? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, but how? Tell me how. So it's it's not that I should, but you know, help me with some mm-hmm. tools to be able to do it. So for me, there's been some really practical handles in my walk with God that, uh, looking back, I'm really grateful for people who mentored me mm-hmm. and were an example to me and influence in my life. And one of those is just, I'm choosing to read the Bible daily, and that requires for me having a plan. It yep. doesn't have my accident. So every year I choose a different translation, yep. and I choose a different Bible reading plan. But the one thing I keep the same is my journaling. I have a really simple, it's not complicated, really simple journaling thing where I ask two questions and I write down the answers. Okay. Who are you, Lord? That gives me a focus of worship and praise for that day. And then what would you have me to do? That's an application of my life from my reading. And I just journal that and I meditate on it all through the day. And it just keeps me moving forward. I think the other thing is scripture memory. I had, okay. a, I had a professor, first year of Bible college, who was a great example of a man who was very disciplined in scripture memory. And I remember being like I was 19 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. 
which was a few days ago. <laughs> just just and, a couple, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I thought, you know what, if I did this the rest of my life, if I, if I memorize scripture every day for the rest of my life, it could really change me. Well, hmm. that was 1973. And it's still so part of my life every day. I wasn't born until 1985. I figured that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, Luke. <laughs> uh, but you know, actually, the Bible talks about respecting your elders. So, so true. Just, yeah. I have go. a massive respect for you. <laughs> massive respect <laughs> of our day that we're walking in step with a God, with God, and that's part of why we pray at meals, you know, at lunch and dinner. But there's nowhere in the Bible are we told to pray at those times. But it's yes. a, it's a natural cadence to our day. But what are the other cadences that we're beating to and walking to? Um, and I walked away from that as someone who loves music and thinks in, in kind of music and beats and rhythms and things like that. I was like, that's really helpful for me, um, that shorter. So even hearing you say that well, is now helping me re be reminded of that. What's the cadence? What's the rhythm um, for my spiritual journey? And for you know the people that we get to lead, what's their cadence as they are walking through their day? Well, another way to look at that is just like breathing. Mm -hmm. you know, prayer is like breathing. And that if you don't breathe, you know, obviously yeah. you'd have to be very healthy. Um, and we're all, just sharing with you a funny illustration of my childhood. My first memory of Luke of being in church, we were in a church that really didn't preach the gospel, didn't teach the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in the basement of the church and I saw this red box with a little piece of glass and a little hammer thing on it. And so I stood up on a chair and I let that thing fly on a Sunday morning <laughs> and it yes, set off the did. fire alarm. <laughs> and it, I, I mean, all the people in the, the church upstairs had to get out and the fire truck showed up. And, and nice. guess what? I spent the rest of that Sunday morning up in the big church with my parents. It's the most excitement that church had ever had. That's so funny. But prayer, they were actually moved. In yeah, that they time. were deeply moved. They were deeply moved. <laughs> but, you know, for some people, prayer is like that little box on the wall. Hmm. It's for emergency, emergency use only. only. Yeah. And, and for us, it needs to be more like breathing. Mm, that's good. So, so let me kind of sum up this, and then there's a few other things I'm going to talk with you about um, okay. in specific uh, area of ministry that you get to lead um, coming up, because it's a it's an exciting time for your area of ministry. Uh, so, so sum up your kind of spiritual rhythms and your spiritual walks. It's daily reading, and I love Pastor Jim. Like there is, when I think about who you are and the way you lead ministry, there is a, a deep well of wisdom and knowledge that you like. I don't know anyone on staff that knows you that doesn't recognize that God is just, you're a deep well to that blesses other people with your wisdom and knowledge. So thank you for that. Um, and I'm all wet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Such a mess. Such a mess. And I love, I hope people know like what a, just a fun and like jovial person you are because you're, you're just awesome. Um, but you are a <laughs> deep well um, of wisdom and knowledge, um, but you, you don't make it complicated. You simplify it to make it understandable for other people. Um, so thank you for that in my life and the way you um, intentionally and unintentionally pour into my life um, in that. So I appreciate that. But thank you for, I think that's a big thing. You have this deep well, but you make it simple enough for us to I, grasp. I part of that is, is um, we live the Christian life in relationship to others. Mm -hmm. And you know, Bert and I have been married for 44 years now. And... One of the things I love about her is that she really keeps me um, grounded. Mm -hmm. She she asks good questions, and she you know when I'm when when I, if I would be up in the stratosphere of thinking theologically, it's just you know she's going to just um, ask the questions that cause me to think. And and doing life in relationship to people that's why I love like our our point group. Um, mm -hmm. We were in our point group the other night, and I. Um, 
I asked everybody, every couple, to total up the years of life that they had together as a couple. Oh, that's cool. And then they grand total of there's 14 people in our group it was 921 years of life so you're getting like biblical year ages going on you there you got that man <laughs> and and then i asked this question okay. to them. i said oh, 921 years of life what makes life meaningful hmm. to us what have we learned and they all said relationships huh that it's not stuff yeah it's not your career it's not your house it's not your car not the vacation you went on the clothes you wear it's not all those things it's not your your power and it's not it's none of those not position it is relationships relationship with god and relationship with one another that's a great commandment it's what we're created for and redeemed for so part of the spiritual life is living that mm. life and that keeps it practical it's like okay yeah. um it, it, people people need to know that the Bible is full of wisdom right. and insight for everyday life and relationships and, and how you work and how you manage your money, and, but especially about what brings meaning in life, mm -hmm. what brings purpose in life, what gives guidance in life. Yeah. It is God does that through his word, through the Holy Spirit. Right, because he wants us to walk, John 10, 10, the, you know, life and life to the fullest. You know? Yes. And that's one of those verses that just kind of always echoes in my head. Like God's not just setting us out there saying, all right, good luck. But he wants us to live full lives. And it's cool that you say that. I don't think God ever says good luck. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not gambling on these things. No. He's not saying, well, if you make it. Uh, but he's there with us and fighting for us. And it does no. come through relationships with his people because... We, we, from what we know of Scripture, Holy Spirit indwells the believer, and that's what draws us and connects us and unites us together. Um, so thank you for leading in that, simplifying that. You, you read a Bible passage, you make a plan. Can I ask you, what, what is your Bible plan this, this year? This year I'm reading Old and New Testament, okay. so just kind of straight through. Last year I did a chronological. Mm -hmm. Last year's translation was the New Living Translation. Okay. This year I'm doing the New American Standard, which okay. I haven't done for a few years. Yeah. So I moved back between more of a dynamic equivalent translation uh, to a more literal translation. Mm -hmm. So I keep that fresh in my heart. Yeah. And it just, it's really good for me. That's great. Because yeah, sometimes if you do like a word-for-word -word translation, sometimes it's, it's language can be a little more difficult. So sometimes it's good to shift to like New Living um, that's a little more thought-for-thought thought or kind of yes. gets the, the idea behind it, but the language is a little <laughs> less literal um and uh and that's that was a cool thing even i shifted my um daily devotion based on what you said before the holiday break because i was like why didn't i think of that because but it's so simple just it's god's word he's going to speak in and through it and you just you know you want to have fresh manna and yeah. so for there's those are the things changing the bible reading plan changing the translation but the thing I keep the same is those two questions. Absolutely. And the two questions have been very, very powerful to me. And so remind us again, because that was the thing I walked away. Who are so. you, Lord? What would you have me to do? Who are you, Lord, gives me a, a worship okay. focus for the day? What would, you, what would you have me to do is an application focus. And I select from my reading a shorter passage that has that, and then I journal it. That's awesome. I think even maybe another like CP conversation that you and I could have is maybe we could even walk through a passage together. Answering the, one of those questions might be really fun uh, to do together, just to read a, a section of Scripture, and then we can because I think that how can we continue to us grow and then help other people to grow in that Cause, but those are two simple questions who are you Lord and what would you have me to do what do you want me to do with that? and by the way I didn't come up with those Paul spoke those on the road to Damascus and I thought pretty cool well I bet, you, cool. I bet he'd be okay to share you, know, you think so with, yeah, totally. well it's kind of interesting because it corresponds there's twice in the Bible that the Bible is referred to as a mirror mm-hmm 
And 2 Corinthians 3.18, we look into the glass and we see God's glory and we're mm -hmm. changed by it. James 1.22, we look into the glass and we see our need. And, and so you see God, you see yourself. And if I, if I look in the mirror of the Bible and I see God and I'm being changed as I worship Him, and I look in the Bible and I see myself and say, hey, Jim, this is an area you need to grow, you need to change, then mm -hmm. I've had a really good time with God. And I've got <laughs> something to meditate on and apply to my life all day long. That's awesome. I mean, this is... Just this moment alone has been a huge blessing uh, for me, Pastor Jim, so I really appreciate that. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about what's God doing in your area of ministry, discipleship. I mean, it's a big deal. It's, yeah. it's only the great commission of the Scripture. Jesus himself, his last parting words, Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, so it's a big deal that, and a Major. big charge that you have to lead. Um, so tell me... Uh, Kind of what's your vision? What's your? Uh, how do you see discipleship? I know there's been language that we talk a lot around Chapel Point is that discipleship is a journey, um, and I think that's helpful language for us and helpful to have in our minds because so that that understanding leads to wisdom, leads to service, leads back around to more understanding that you talked about at the beginning. Um, but talk to me a little bit about what's your passion, what's your vision for discipleship? Um, maybe the the why behind discipleship. The discipleship means that we're on a pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. We're on a journey going somewhere. We're, okay. we're following Christ. That's talking about progress right. and movement. And, and that's an odyssey of learning because okay. a disciple is a learner. And learning for us is not just about information. It's about change. It's about transformation. And when, when Paul talked about that in Colossians 1, 9, and 10 that you're just referring mm -hmm. to, He's moving people. He's moving through knowledge, which is truth and context of relationships. It's understanding where the light goes on and there's insight. It's wisdom where you're now applying that to life and being skillful in living because you're thinking God's thoughts and choosing mm -hmm. God's paths. You're now walking in a way that's worthy in your behavior and your relationships and your character. And, and then you're serving others. You're fruitful in every good work. And all of that creates this hunger mm -hmm. for more learning. And instead, what we tend to do is we treat people like computers, like we're just going to dump down a whole lot of data in them biblically. Gotcha. But you know what happens is people then win at Bible trivia, but they lose at life. Mm -hmm. We want people to really be transformed. We want them to be changed. And so what we're really doing, the things that excite me, we've kind of broken down my area of discipleship into three areas. One of those is, is uh, um, where we talk about point groups, which is living in community, okay. where we're together um, sharing life and in relationship to one another, um, praying for one another, serving together, learning together. And, and then the area of point care, so as people have needs, mm -hmm. we have our deacons and elders, as well as our point groups caring for people and the benevolent needs and counseling needs and people in the hospital with shut-ins, and that's that whole area of point care. Where actually life is messy and hard. And, and you just All the time. And you got to be patient, and it takes hard work and lots of prayer. Um, and it's exciting to see that taking place, so thanks for leading that. So what other areas do you have? Point electives are really okay. uh, what we're talking about in terms of learning experiences. Okay. These are experiences where people get to take that next step on the journey. And there are all kinds of those. We mm -hmm. have seminars, we have one session ones, and a lot of them happen on Wednesday night, a lot of them ha happen on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And these learning experiences are helping people be able to take that next step of following Christ. Mm -hmm. Now some of them are what I would call orientation 
kind of point electives. And what I mean by that is somebody comes into starting point, which is just like the front porch of so much of this. And uh, Todd Cox teaches that and helps people mm -hmm. be able to kind of figure out to get oriented to Chapel Point. Right. Then we have our membership class of three sessions that really okay. teaches people. We have a one-session baptism class because a lot of people haven't really... I uh, had the opportunity to ask the questions and think through what does the Bible teach about baptism. Right, yeah. Those are orientation classes, but then we have some foundational classes. Okay. These are people to really get started and to learn. For instance, um, learning how to share our faith. Mm -hmm. Go Boldly is a great class and 12 sessions that really equips you for how to be able to live missionally and be able to impact your community mm -hmm. and your world and represent Jesus Christ there. Or Living by the Book. Uh, Terry Troger, phenomenal teacher in this mm -hmm. area, exciting people to get just oriented to the Bible right. and how do I read it, how do I study it, and how do I learn to make those observations and, and establish meaning. And, apply and to, to answer the two questions, like you said, who are you, Lord, and what do you want me to do? Because you can read Old Testament passages and they can be difficult unless you're given some tools to help you process that, some observations. How do you move to interpreting what oh, this yeah. means? And then it goes back to those two questions. What, who are you, God? And what do I do with that information? And Terry really does a phenomenal job with that. Then we have classes um, on finances, okay. about you and your finances. And, and Todd is teaching that with Brenda Johnson, who works on staff with us here. She's doing a great job with that, and that's going to be very helpful. We have a class called Discovery. Mm -hmm. Steve Harper leading that class in three sessions, helping people find out where their fit is in ministry, in the body of Christ. Discovering who they are is a phenomenal opportunity to just learn more about how God's hardwired you for ministry. So that one's like super practical from that Colossian standpoint. So here's information on spiritual giftings and um, helping you understand the way God's wired you in a way yeah. so that you can walk in that wisdom and actually use those gifts to serve other people and impact the kingdom because you can serve people in church and build the church up. But then the God also gives gifts to reach out to the community to draw other people and I love that 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 everything is making sense on this journey that you're talking about when people go through discovery they find their sweet spot mm -hmm. like in golf or tennis or yeah. baseball when you hit that sweet spot you know you have and when people find their gift and their team and their passion they are in that zone where they're most fruitful and most fulfilled in ministry that's so good because a lot of times I think in ministry we think well if I can't teach or preach or play music, then God can't use me. And that's oh. so untrue, you know? Like, God wants to use people with the gifts of service and helps and... Administration, all kinds of ways that people okay. can jump in and serve. We also have point electives that are kind of build on that foundation. Mm, okay. and, and classes like in, that are coming up right now in uh, First and Second Samuel, it was a class in Revelation, First, Second, and Third John, uh, the book of Revelation, the book of Genesis, all of those are different books, Romans book studies in the Bible. You jump into a book and you really dig in and learn from that book. We have classes on Bible doctrine. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm teaching a class on the Holy Spirit. And what is the dynamic? Uh, what is the truth of the Bible about the Holy Spirit? How do we relate to the Holy Spirit? We've got uh, a lot of different classes on different opportunities to be able to learn. Psalms. Mm -hmm. We've got a dynamic class for ladies, both taught on Tuesday and on Wednesday night on Psalms. We've got uh, ladies' Bible studies going on during the week. We've got precept Bible studies for uh, men as well as women. Okay, All so of these unpacked precept for anyone who hasn't been around to CP for a little bit. What, what is a precept Bible study? A precept Bible study is, that's probably one of the most in-depth Bible studies okay. we're going to have because you're going to really 
camp for about five hours a week and studying. This is like, this is not for the week. Yeah, this is for somebody who's really ready to dig into the Word. But you're going to learn, how do I see what's there, mm -hmm. observation? How do I interpret what it means and how do I apply it to my life? Right. And, and I think Bible study is all about those three skill mm -hmm. sets of how do I observe, how do I what interpret, do I how do I apply? Yeah. And that's what precept's all about, and, and learning how to do that. I use a lot of the concepts of precept in my, my study of the Word to get ready to teach and preach yeah, all the time. Absolutely. Same, same here. And I love that because what actually happens is I hear stories out of those precepts because uh, those men's groups or those women's precept group, I mean, God does a really cool work in that community, again, through the relationships that they build that not only they're studying God's Word, but they're taking even that next step of really walking through life because God's Word, like you said, transforms and changes us. Hebrews yes. tells us that's sharper than any two-edged sword. So once you start studying God's Word, Holy Spirit does work with the Word, starts messing with you and, and, and helps you see who God is and helps you know what to do um, with that. Um, and I love one of the things that um, kind of really taking a, a note from, from your playbook um, and the, you're doing the doctrine series over a length of time. So they yes. have a semester where they're focusing on one doctrine. So this semester you guys are focusing on the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, and you're teaching that one? I am. Um, Actually, Dave Sturkin and I are co-teaching oh, it. awesome. So that's kind of cool. I love being a pour into a younger teacher and, and help them really get a platform for learning. And Dave's a great teacher. But we've already taught on the doctrine of the Bible, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ. And what is this is when I say doctrine, this is like going through the entire Bible. What does the Bible teach about mm -hmm. this? So it's a 12-week class on the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. And what we're going to do actually with students, so this is for 6th through 12th graders who want to, the student ministry wants to take those, and, and we won't go as in-depth, but each of our 12 weeks, we're going to focus awesome. on uh, kind of 12 core essential doctrines, you know, that we see throughout um, that scripture that is for Christian living. So it actually creates a healthy place for students to get on board because, well, what happens if I miss one week, you know, while I'll be behind? No, each week we'll focus on a different one and they'll be able to quickly answer and they'll have resources and things like that so that as they grow, then they're ready to take the next step moving into different stages of life. If they're in and around Chapel Point in years to come, uh, that they can even take another deeper step with adults. But Luke, I love what you're doing because like last semester you are teaching us for First Peter how to actually analyze a book of the mm -hmm. Bible and really um, synthesize, put it together take it apart, put it together, and really understand it. But mm -hmm. but what you're doing now in terms of those beliefs, the students are being told what to believe every mm -hmm. day in, yep. by the peers, by the culture, by in school. And if we don't give them, if we dumb down the Christian life so they're not learning to think, then we shouldn't be surprised when they mm -hmm. wind up on a college or university and they just chuck it. What we need to really do is ground them and root them and say, so I, I've got roots in my faith. I've got reasons for what I believe. Mm -hmm. and, and it is reasonable to believe. Right. It is Absolutely. So true. And so I'm excited about that coming up this semester. But it really comes from a playbook from your leadership, knowing that this is essential that we understand. And there's something that you had said. I'm trying to remember the illustration that you had told me about. Uh, when we study the Bible systematically, um, that sometimes when we we do like a book study, going through the book of Romans, you know, or, or Psalms, you're kind of drilling down into the Word to find yeah. the deep you're meaning. You're slicing it this way, you know, one book at a time. That's right. And you're looking at it in its in its history, in its culture, and That's you're right. looking at that book. So you're slicing it this way. But when we study um, theologically a book of the, uh, the a biblical theme, we're slicing it this way. We're going through the entire Bible, and both are important. Both are important for us to really, um, we need to learn how to study the book of the Bible, but we also need to, to put that in the context of 
what is the theology of that book and then what's the theology of the entire scripture right. because knowing what we believe and why we believe it is absolutely essential to faith it's so true and it's it's almost this idea from genesis to revelation different book different authors yes. or you know human writers one author god through the holy spirit is what is what we believe um, but through there there's different points of view and there's different ways that facets of seeing who god is and so when we can draw through those books, that line of from Genesis to Revelation, this is what we see about God. This is what we see about humanity and, yes. and our need for a Savior. This is what we see about sin. This is what we see about redemption. This is what we see. Um, and it, it is. It's, it's his story woven through all the scripture, Genesis to Revelation. Um, and it's just a different way of studying it, but it is, it's essential and crucial. Um, but I thought that that's a healthy illustration when we study, like we're walking through as a church right now, the book of Colossians. We're kind of taking that slice that's right. um, and looking at the book of Colossians, knowing that the rest of Scripture, the doctrine, the belief um, informs that because it's God writing the book. But when we study um, like these doctrine classes all the way through, we kind of get to trace that that line. Uh, is, that, is that am I tracking with you? I think it's absolutely essential that people understand that. But but I think it's also good to understand that people who are new to the faith that have just come to Christ, mm-hmm. when they understand, they they pick up a Bible, mm-hmm. and we need to tell them that this isn't like reading a novel, right? Where the where the storyline is a narrative all the mm-hmm. way through, there is narrative. But they've entered a library. Mm. There's 66 books in this library, and there's two stories to this library: Old Testament, New Testament. And just like in a library, you have different sections of books. You've got the the Law of Moses. You've got history. You've got poetry and wisdom, and you've got prophecy, and that's how it's organized. Mm. You go to the New Testament. You've got history, the Gospels and Acts. You've got letters of Paul and others, and the Book of Revelation. Because if people got to know, where am I jumping into this? Mm-hmm. I remember my first time trying to read the Bible. I mean, I got, I did okay in Genesis and struggled through Exodus. And I got to Leviticus and saying, yeah. I am really, really lost here. I need some help. <laughs> because what's this about and yeah. all these sacrifices? And then I got First Chronicles and, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so and all these different families and these lists of people. And it's like, you know, okay, why is this here? Right. And what's, what's the benefit to me to even understand this? Mm-hmm. We've got to orient people to the Bible. Right. So it's kind of gets to wrap up because this has been uh, a great conversation, but I also know you got a lot of work to do and you're, you're a busy man. Um, and uh, so one, thanks for taking the time out, but two, remind me of just w- kind of simplifying it and summing it back up for us. What is that discipleship journey um, for us? Because um, again, I want to type because it's our vision, it's the why we do things that pushes us to do classes like this that yes. have all of our, you know, first and second Samuel discovery, go boldly, living by the book, all of our kids, because we even have point like this for kids, everybody from birth through 12th grade, we have that for kids and students happening on Wednesdays um, and Sundays. I mean, we're, we're all about discipleship. That's our default is leading and discipling. Got God's design for finances, Hebrews walking through that. Life matters. How do you understand the sanctity of life? Psalms for women, Romans uh, walking through that book. Holy Spirit, the class we were just talking about. Uh, there's studies on Revelation, first, second, third John. I mean, there's so many different different studies that are happening here through the book of Genesis, Ezekiel. I mean, there's I mean, there's just so many different options for people to jump in. Um, but I think it all of those classes come from different parts of that journey. So I'd love for you to just kind of maybe wrap up again. What are, give us, simplify, what are those 
um, markers on our spiritual journey. If you look at the Gospels, the story of Christ and, and his relationship with his disciples, you can see some measurable times when he raises the bar. Mm-hmm. He calls for a higher commitment. Right. And you can really boil that down into five different levels okay. of the journey. So five, five, five milestones, five markers for us. The first one is believe. Okay, believe. And Jesus is saying to those, come and see. Come mm-hmm. and see. And the next one is grow. And that is follow me. So growing is all about becoming like Christ. And the next one is is um, sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, take up your cross. And we need to learn at that point. Life isn't centered on us. It's centered mm-hmm. on Christ and others. And we die to ourselves to live for him. And the next one is serve, mm-hmm. where I'm now able to serve others. And I'm to, I'm to really take up the base and the towel to team up with others and to serve. And the last one is lead, where I am now making other disciples mm. because of um, what God's done in my life and is doing in my life. So believe, uh, grow, grow, sacrifice, sacrifice serve, serve lead. lead. And everybody is on that journey somewhere. Even if they haven't come to Christ, mm-hmm. they're being called to believe. But everybody's on that journey somewhere. Right. And so once we know where we're on the journey, then we say, okay, Lord, right now, today, this year, what's the next step for me? Right. Awesome. And we have classes that meet every stage of that. Absolutely. Um, yes. Whether it's a, a, an orientation class, like you call like starting point, what's chapel point, why are we here, what are we going, or membership, you know, and when you take that next step from, from figuring Baptism. out. Baptism, yeah. And then we have the foundational classes to, to really kind of orient them to now the Christian life. And, and then building on that, we have these other opportunities. That's so good, because yeah, I, as I read that list, I think finances, that talks about sacrifice. Um, it's not giving because Chapel Point, this building needs your money, but because it's, it's actually an act of worship. It's a spiritual um, cadence, a rhythm for us, you know? Yes. Um, you know, I think about some of the in-depth studies that those in-depth studies push us back to more understanding to serve others and to sacrifice and to give and to lead. And I think the sacrifice part, frankly, um, there's classes that touch on that, but I really believe that's what we do every time we gather to worship. Mm -hmm. Not true necessarily of every church, but I think around here, when you come to Chapel Point, you're going to be challenged to Mm -hmm. take up your cross and follow Christ. You're going to be challenged to fresh commitment to Him, and that's what worship is about because we don't come as a consumer, we come as a sacrificer to worship. That's so good, Pastor Jim. Um, Man, it has just been a joy just to sit and talk life and ministry with you and just to uh, learn from you. And and our hope and our prayer with CP Conversations really is that um, people get, because uh, Sunday morning there's a lot going on here and there's a lot yes. of people and we're so excited to see kids and students and parents and families gathering together to sacrifice, to, to take spiritual next steps on that journey. Um, but this, I think, is a will help people understand what you're doing here, where they can get involved and God can bless. And uh, so, man, thank you for just taking the time today to do this, Pastor Jim. It's just a, it's a joy. We get to, like, this is what we get to do. We get to Dang serve. out together and serve together. Man, what an honor. So, so Pastor Jim, thanks, brother. And I look forward to uh, setting up some more conversations where we can help hopefully answer questions and help people on that journey of discipleship. So thanks for your work, brother. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Luke. Woo! Thanks for joining us for another episode of CP Conversations, where we talk about what God is doing in and through our church. For more information, you can check out our website, chapel-point.org, or you can download our mobile app called MyPoint, where you can get more CP Conversations, videos, and our weekly sermons. Thanks for joining the conversation, and we look forward to talking with you again real soon.